0: or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Into the Woods. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town.
1: Late 1925, a man named J. Norman Colley gave a speech to the 27th annual general meeting of the Cairn Club in Aberdeen, a preeminent mountaineering club. It wasn't just any speech. Collie was a bit of a heavy hitter of his time, a highly respected scientist, professor of organic chemistry at the University College London, avid mountaineer with two different mountains named after him for his contributions in the field, and he was even responsible for the first ever medical x-ray photograph. He was, of course, a huge deal. So when, in late 1925, Professor Colley was giving a speech, people listened. But what he would say would shock people. He decided to use his time in front of the Cairngrum Club to talk about an experience he had back in 1891 while summiting Ben Macdui in the Cairgrums, a mountain range in Scotland. He said, quote, I was returning from the Cairn on the summit in mist when I began to think I heard something else than merely the noise of my own footsteps. For every few steps I took, I heard a crunch, and then another crunch, as if someone was walking after me, but taking steps three or four times the length of my own. I said to myself, this is all nonsense. I listened and heard it again, but could see nothing in the mist. As I walked on and the eerie crunch, crunch, sounded behind me, I was seized with terror and took my heels, staggering blindly among the boulders for four or five miles, nearly down to Rothy Murchis Forest. Whatever you make of it, I do not know. But there is something very queer about the top of Ben McDewey, and I will not go back there again by myself, I know. Kali's account was immediately picked up by the media and started a heated debate between skeptics and believers about something, someone, that lives or exists in the mountains, a debate which continues to this day. Let's talk about what Kali saw, now commonly known in Gaelic as Emphir Moore, and in English as the Big Gray Man. Although there have been many purported encounters with the big gray man, few believe they've actually seen it. Reportedly, it is muscular, over 10 feet tall, with dark skin and hair, long arms, and wide shoulders. And in my research, I'd say you weren't wrong. Lots of depictions of the big gray man make it look like Bigfoot, while others kind of make it look like a werewolf, or an ogre-like creature, or a gorilla, or even a kind of blurry, hairy ghost. Most often in stories about the Big Gray Man, he's unseen in the fog of Ben McDewey, the mountain where he lives. He's mostly heard and felt. His presence is tied to the sound of crunching gravel, kind of like what Collie said. And those who feel this presence are overcome with unease and fear. Some climbers on the mountain who experience the presence of the Big Gray Man also have the impulse to hurl themselves off a cliff, which is pretty intense to say the least. After Collie's public admission of seeing the Big Gray Man, others hesitantly came forward. One climber, Hugh D. Welsh, said that he hiked the summit with his brother in 1904 and heard, quote, slurring footsteps as if someone was walking through water-saturated gravel. Both felt, quote, frequently conscious of something near us, an eerie sense of apprehension. In 1945, Pete Densham was participating in World War II rescue work in the Cairgram Mountains and reported strange noises, lots of mist, and increasing pressure around his neck. While Densham quickly ran away before anything else happened, fellow rescuer Richard Freer also felt something, writing that he experienced a sense of, quote, a presence, utterly abstract but intensely real, on the mountain, and heard, quote, an intensely high singing note, a few years later when he went back in 1948. Freer also publicly talked about an encounter of another mutual friend, a friend who has always been anonymous. I could not find this person's name while they were camping on Ben McDewey. This mystery friend apparently woke up with a feeling of dread and peeked out of his tent to see the silhouette of a large figure with dark hair standing in front of the moon. Spooky. Let's take a break.
0: Arguably, Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs, or making dream projects a reality, which means you can take care of just about any home project and just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or
1: visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The most famous sighting of the gray man was told in the June 1958 issue of The Scots in an article by Alexander Tunian. After 10 days of climbing in the Cairngorms in October 1943, Tunian reached the summit of Ben Macdui. As dense mist rolled in, Tunian said, quote, I am not unduly imaginative, but my thought flew instantly to the well-known story of Professor Colley and the Fear Liath More, Big Gray Man. Again, I'm sorry if I'm butchering some of these Welsh names, please forgive me. He goes on to say, Then I felt the reassuring weight of the loaded revolver in my pocket. Grasping the butt, I peered about in the mist here rent and tattered by the eddies of wind. A strange shape loomed up, receded, came charging at me. Without hesitation, I whipped out the revolver and fired three times at the figure. While it still came on, I turned and haired down the path, reaching Glendary in a time that I've never bettered. You may ask, was it really the Fairlath Lathmore? Frankly, I think it was. Many times since then, I've traversed McDewey in the mist, backpacked out in the open, camped on its summit for days on end and different occasions, Often alone, and always with an easy mind. For on that day I am convinced I shot the only fair laugh more my imagination will ever see. It's true, the big gray man is elusive. Eyewitness accounts really only describe a shape, a shadow, a silhouette. Tangible evidence of the big gray man is limited to a few photographs of unusual footprints. Photographer John A. Rennie found a series of footprints he thought was the big gray man, measuring 19 inches long and 14 inches wide, and published them immediately, But later discovered that they were a natural phenomenon caused by rainfall interacting with snow. Whoops. Theories about the Big Gray Man include it being a relative of Bigfoot, a manifestation of the spirit of the mountain, a guardian who guards a secret portal between the human and spirit worlds of Ben McDewey, or a Bodhisattva. I'm sure I'm not saying that right. One of the few true disciples of Buddha who've lived for billions of years and control the destiny of the world. Apparently, Bodhisattva meet once a year in a cave in the Himalayas. That one is probably my favorite, most intriguing theory. But so many people trusted Professor Kali. He was at the top of his field. He was a professional, educated, sane person. Could his assertion about the supernatural thing, this being, possibly be wrong? Yes, according to Christine Mill, Kali's biographer. She explains how Kali was a lifelong believer in the occult, and would often tell stories around the campfire To many of his students and friends, of gods, goddesses, and other legendary creatures. As she put it, quote, no one quite knowing how much he was believing himself. So, if the big gray man isn't a big gray man and doesn't live on top of a Scottish mountain, what is he? Well, psychologists think sightings of the big gray man can be attributed to exhaustion or isolation in the wilderness, which can bring on hallucinations or misperceptions of the things around us. And of course, the feeling of unease infrasound sometimes called low frequency sound infrasound are sound waves with a frequency below the lower register of our hearing capacity think like a low dog whistle infrasound is commonly generated by wind and can cause feelings of uneasiness and anxiety sound familiar if you want to hear more about infrasound you can check out our episodes on the debt pass episodes 42 and 139 we talk about it fairly extensively especially in episode 139 Okay, then there's another theory. The Big Gray Man is an illusion called the Brocken Spectre. The Brocken Spectre, also known as a Mountain Spectre, is a naturally occurring optical illusion that happens when the sun is at a particular angle, magnifying the observer's shadow on the upper parts of the clouds and landscape. In my research, Brocken Spectres kind of look like halos or hazy sunsets, but I guess could maybe look like a shadowy humanoid figure depending on the circumstances. I don't really buy it. But others did, at least for a while, including the poet James Hogg, when he encountered a brock inspector on Ben McDewey around 1791. He described it as, quote, A giant blackmore, a European term for a tall, dark statue, at least 30 feet high and equally proportioned and very near me. I was actually struck powerless with astonishment and terror. But when he saw this illusion, this thing, made the exact same movements as his own body, he felt embarrassed he realized the big gray man was not that at all. It was simply his shadow. You can live out your master chef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel.
0: But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs